Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. Today, I am incredibly excited to bring to you an amazing, beautiful soul of a person, John Daryl Rue. Without too much of an intro and giving away too many of the details and taking away any of his possible thunder, I'm just going to hand it right over to you. John? Cool. Okay. So good to be with you, Leanne. (laughs) Should we just dive in? (laughs) Okay. First of all, let's talk about Shambhala School. So I co-lead Shambhala School. It was founded by Bruce Lyon. Bruce is the being who brought you and I together without it being obvious um, because Bruce played a really leading role in ISTA for a good while, International School of Temple Arts. And I did a presentation about the dark work, I guess you could say, that we do in Shambhala School at the recent ISTA online festival, which you were a part of. And so that's how we came into contact. Shambhala School, which Bruce founded, is increasingly becoming like a mystery school basically. But it's a mystery school that's focused on something in particular, which is we as human beings, we have different levels to what we are. And this relates to the different options on the spiritual menu, which you've heard me speak about before. So there's our embodied layer, which is kind of the vehicle for the deeper layers in the world. That's our outer bags of our mind, our emotions, our body. That's how we get stuff done in the world. And there's a path, there's a spiritual path that goes into our embodied layer and finds the sacred there goes deeper and deeper and deeper and discovers that actually in our embodiment, in our body, in our feelings, in our sexuality, vibrates divinity. And that's a path. It's a legit path. And then there's our kind of higher self, higher consciousness soul side, which is, you know, that's that's a path too. People will do meditation training and consciousness training and so on. They'll learn to stabilize their mind to be able to open to the pouring in of light and information and deeper codes of what we are and what this whole evolutionary process is. And that's a legit path as well. But deeper than both of those, because it's the essence of both of those, is what we are as spirit. And what we are as spirit is, it's not my higher self or my embodied self, it's a pulse of the one. It's the breath of the one. It's the roar of the one. And just like in the Bible, where in Genesis it says darkness moved over the face of the waters. It says the spirit moved over the face of the waters. Like in all the different traditions, the source of all life is dark. And that's totally different to evil. You know, like the way we talk about it in Shambhala school is there's like there's darkness, there's shadow, and there's evil. And they're all different. And it's really important that we get they're different. Yeah. So darkness is the source of what we are. And it's in the core of our heart. It's in, it's deeper than soul, deeper than body. It's in the core of all of these. And it's the vibrating breath of the one. Yeah. That is the essence of all life. Shadow is stuff within me that I'm not willing to own and stuff within me that I'm repressing or denying, or I don't want you to see that in me. So I project it out onto you and we get into an argument, stuff like that. So and evil is that which is actively repressing more love and more life in the world so when i talk about darkness here it's it's nothing to do with shadow and it's nothing to do with evil it's to do with what every spiritual tradition including christianity buddhism mystical islam hinduism all of them have an understanding that the source of all life is a primordial space of darkness and infinite energy and life force and and power it's like that which is before anything comes out of it 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that lives in the core of your heart. That lives in the core of my heart. That's where spirit is anchored in our being, the pure life impulse, the pure energy, the pure power, the ecstatic current of life. So Shambhala School is dedicated to that. And it's dedicated to bringing that online because when you bring that online, the rest is empowered and catalyzed. You know, it's like you light the spark. It's like pouring gasoline on the fire of more of my soul emergence in the world and more of my soul really landing in my body. And what we're dedicated to is how can we have human beings on the planet who know deeply who they are in their soul, but also as a pulse of the one and they've landed in their bodies and they're here empowered in service, available to participate in the big collective processes going on on the planet right now. That's what Shambhala School is. So would you consider yourself a catalyst? Is that what you guys focus on is catalyzing that change? Yeah, absolutely. We focus on supporting people to ignite that energy in their being, bring it online and live it. It's a different path because when we're living from that place, there is a will and a power and an intelligence that starts to vibrate through our heart and our soul and our life that doesn't fit in the matrix world. It's something that has its own intelligence, its own will, its own directionality, and it's free as well. It's already free. And it knows where it wants to go. And it's, think about it and feel it like if you connect to the vibration of the one that's vibrating in your heart and it is primordially free, primordially alive, and all it wants to do is vibrate in the ecstasy of its own infinity, that's bigger than most of the boxes that most of us have put our lives in. Mm -hmm. So it's to feel like, okay, well, if that's real and, you know, what our work stands on is like, yeah, that's real. And that's yeah. awesome. the way that I think or feel about it is like it's a ecstatic current of yeah, life exactly. force, like the orgasm of life. Yeah, that's creative exactly. energy. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about it. It's like there's one way to talk about it is it's the ecstatic current. There's another way you can talk about it. It's the eros of the universe. You know, it's like yeah. our <laughs> sexual energy is like the eros of the body. I talk about soul purpose, like purpose is like the eros of the soul. It's what turns our soul on. You know, yeah. this is like the eros of the universe. Yeah. And being connected to that is like, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> So where do we go from there? You know, if we're living our life from there, what do I do when I wake up in the morning? Like what happens in my relationship life? What do I choose to do for work and for money if that's vibrating in me? Mm -hmm. So that's what Shambhala School's work is focused on. I'm like, dive right in and do that. (laughs) Make money doing that. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, I mean, what I experienced there is that actually everyone's thirsty for life. Mm-hmm. everyone wants more life you know it's something i've witnessed as i've been in the company of really extraordinary beings is that what people want more than anything else is they want to feel people who are alive mm-hmm. they want to feel people who are living in a way where the core of what they are is vibrating with the whole and that is pouring through them in a way that's bringing them truly alive it's not so much a thing of whether it's accepted by people. It's more a thing of people often not knowing that this is even on the menu. Yes. And I would say that sometimes people have really intense resistance to it as well. When I start, first started facilitating this work, I've been a facilitator for some years and I'd never had people feel rage towards me in my facilitation. And I started to have people who were super triggered sometimes. And in the beginning, I didn't really understand it, but I get it now, which is like all of us have built containers for our life force. 
Mm-hmm. And that life force of what we are, it's free and it is power. And human beings generally have fear of free, powerful life force in them. And so it can be really confronting for people to have that ignited and have it brush up against how that might change their lives. And I think that it's not per se anybody's fault that that's where they are. It's a product of our childhood and the limitations that were put on us to keep our bodies alive as children. And then, you know, whatever the consequences of the coping skills of our born into families that gives us that thick skin wall that is super thick that when that force touches it, it's undeniable. And that is instant resistance. So Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's what we yearn for. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> Do you see me gleaming? <laughs> I see something in you touched. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Where should we go from here? Um, take me where you want to take me. Okay. So you mentioned the lion, lion of God. So how did you, you connected that with me because I mentioned something about the lion. I don't remember how you said it. You just said something about uh, the lion coming for us or something like that or coming for you or however you said it, I don't remember. And then I asked you for the connection to the website and then you sent me different links to your ravishing lion kind of stuff so yeah it just brought me to that so because it was like the lion coming for me i was like holy fuck the lion already came for me (laughs) yeah so yeah maybe i can share that there's a there's a transmission that came through for me some years ago which is really at the core of this work the path that we invite people into is actually deeply simple yes it is so fucking simple it's yeah. so, it's like, no, it, oh, it can't be that. No, because <laughs> yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be complicated, right? And it's not yeah. like surrender and be. <laughs> yeah. And it's about that surrender. You know, it's, there's a mystical phrase to those who give all, all is given. It's about how much we're willing to drop our personal agendas in our life or even our soul agendas and just really offer ourselves to this pulse. That's why I said, just, I don't care. Just take me wherever you want to. I'm yours. (laughs) Just go. Okay. This is a poem slash teaching that came through for me that speaks to this. I'll share with you. So, child, if you truly wish to die unto the all, if that really be your will, wait till night and journey your way to the edge of the jungle where the shrub meets the grasslands and enter into the open plains. Find your way to a spot of great openness. No trees, no bushes, no brush. Nothing to shelter you from the great black darkness. Lay yourself upon the ground as if dead in the sacrificial form of the cross and wait. Lay still, child. Lay very, very still. Let your breath be slow and its steam unseen. And in time, should your sacrifice be true, the great lion of God will find your scent and make approach, hungry. Slowly will the divine beast draw near, yet as he draws closer and closer, the beat of his paws upon the ground will be to you as rolls of thunder. Your soft, pumping heart will meet the note of his stride until they meet as one, and you will feel his hot breath upon you. Breathe, child, as the great lion lays his fangs upon your throat and his paw upon your heart. He seeks your consent. One last final yes before he takes you. Whisper not that yes, child, for it is the word your soul has waited aeons to speak. Cry it forth from your heart with every inch of lung and sinew of flesh and be consumed, smiling and unafraid. And as blood to the heart of the great lion of God you will flow to circulate as life through its infinite center. 
breathe and be not surprised child to once again find the lion and the jungle in that point of deepest heart for it is his will that you stride as he within the perfect kingdom of his being and rule that to me correlates to like a predator prey sexual encounter where yeah. it's just like <sighs> yeah. yeah 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 sometimes i describe it it's like when people are ready for this type of work it's like the surrender switch in the soul gets pushed and from that point forward the only thing that is really interesting to that soul is their mating dance with the one basically mm-hmm. and yeah there is a sexual dimension of it because it's about being penetrated mm-hmm. like it's our identity is mm-hmm. penetrated our soul is penetrated by something even deeper by the power of god by the power of the one mm-hmm. so and that's what that is that's what that sacred sexual encounter is surrendering to the power of the other and the melding it's about the core of what we are being penetrated by a deeper reality that's what i was talking about if that's not there don't even bother talking to me don't waste my time because if i don't have that essence yeah. You're just yeah. not enough for me. <laughs> well, that's, I, I like that. And that's high standards. Like, well, that's what it should be. <laughs> yeah. You and I were speaking before about the initiations, like the, the model of the initiations, which we work with in Shambhala school. And this is related to when and where it is on a person's path that they start to have this hunger that comes online for them. So we work with a body of teachings, which has come through from kind of associated with the theosophical teachings and what's called the trans-Malayan tradition and so on. And it's a body of spiritual teachings which claim to come from awakened masters who are transmitting into certain people who then give it out to the world. And I would say just as a kind of disclaimer that I'm aware that you can go on the internet and search a bunch of stuff and find a huge amount of stuff that claims to be channeled by awakened masters. And I don't personally believe all of it comes from the real depth that I'm talking about. Some of it isn't super deep, you know? Yeah. And like, I think I'm being just, you know, level. And for other people, I'm so fucking deep. They can't even handle being in a room talking. They're just overwhelmed. And I'm like, that, that's pretty basic. I haven't even gotten deep yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The teachings that these were with, they have an understanding that actually part of the journey that we all are on is where our souls go through initiations at certain points where we're starting to really wake up to who we are. And the understanding is that actually like every spiritual tradition has some model of this, like they have some set of big shifts and unfoldings that happen for every soul as it goes through the process of waking up. So it's, it's understood to really just be like a law of the soul realm, that this is how it works for all of us. And these teachings talk about five major initiations that begin from a person really entering a path and then are fulfilled in them unfolding into mastery and liberation and Buddhahood and so on. The first initiation is described as the birth. And basically that's where there's enough of the wisdom of the soul that starts to percolate and fall down into the being's mind, that they start to have a sense of, I think I might be living in a sacred universe. I think that might be what's going on here. And actually, I think that enough to realize maybe I need to change my life. And maybe I need to start a path and actually give my energy and my time to developing myself and unfolding more of who I am. So basically with the first initiation, it's like the person changes their life and institutes those disciplines and those commitments to really just begin their path of self-development and unfolding who they are. 
And that can range from soul work to getting into the occult to medicine work to Tony Robbins, you know, like, or yoga, you know, it's like, there's a huge number of people on the planet who are in that. And it's about unfolding more and more of who we are, but it's still quite focused on the self. It's still quite about me and my path and the experiences that I have and what can take me deeper and so on. Whereas the second initiation is where it starts to become, I describe that as it's like the Bodhisattva vow for the soul. So in Buddhism, they have the ideal of a Bodhisattva and a Bodhisattva is like a being who is walking their path for everyone. They're moving towards Buddhahood for everyone. So with the second initiation, a person's life becomes about everyone their journey becomes about everyone. Their heart has been opened enough, generally often through suffering and through pain, by the love of their soul that's starting to pour in that, yeah, they still go through deep challenges and triggers and pain and the surfacing of trauma and stuff to work with and so on. But their life now is about everyone. And they really, there's a dedication to service that becomes the basis of a person's life in that process. And what often happens at the beginning of the second initiation as well is that there's some kind of download on the person's sole purpose, which is inspiring and awesome enough for the person to be like, oh my God, wow, look how amazing my life could look if I was really living my sole purpose. And they think, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to do that. And that's going to be my next step. And what happens next is not that. What happens next is the blocks in them that seem to make it difficult for them to really live their sole purpose, which generally is their personal wounding and the traumas that they carry and the places that they avoid themselves and they avoid intimacy with themselves and avoid others and, and their pain starts to rise and so that's why in the second initiation process and they're all events and they're processes that can go on over said in these teachings sometimes the second initiation process goes on over a number of lifetimes you know it sounds like that happened to me five years ago (laughs) okay yeah so that's the point where you know and in that process of the second initiation the unfolding of soul purpose and one's dedication to living one's purpose in service of the whole and one's personal healing work are really deeply connected. And sometimes people go through that and they're like, there's a kind of spiritual schizophrenia that feels like it's part of that process because it's like, oh my God, I have this deepening spiritual gift to give and spiritual life and giving of service to happen. And that's taking me deeper and deeper and deeper into my soul life. And simultaneously, there's this surfacing of the rough and muddy parts of who I am you know right and how can I do anything for anybody else when I'm such a basket mess myself (laughs) right exactly yeah like where you know sometimes I'm a being where the angelic frequencies of the cosmos are pouring through me and sometimes I cannot tie my own shoelaces and I'm just (laughs) lost in my own traumas and lost in my own pain and totally knocked down you know so suffering and sabotage and exactly exactly chaos Yeah. And so that's that process. And for me, there's actually a profound, beautiful intelligence that plays through that process. Because actually, for us to really live our lives in service, that's a deep purity of love that we're invited into as the basis of where we're living from. And our personal healing journey is a profound test of that love. Because the most challenging, traumatized, parts of me that I might have the most shame or embarrassment around are the parts of me that actually, if I'm in ego and not in love, they're the parts I would most leave behind if I could. Mm. And the, the test of it is, can I come from a deeper place? Can I bring that love, which I want to give to the world, 
to the parts of me that I would be most likely to reject if I could, you know? So that purifies us. It's deeply well, like a purifying process. Yeah. yeah, because those are the people that would be coming to us for us to love. So mm. how can we love them if we have those yeah. issues and we deny it to ourselves? We can't truly be there for those people that could be coming to us to get accepted if we yeah, don't accept sure. ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's really like a core part of the process of the second initiation. And it's also when a person gives themselves to living their soul purpose more and more, that process surfaces in them all the stuff that's a challenge for that, that makes it difficult to do that. So one is the personal healing process. Another is it's like where our souls demand that we update our relationship to, to relationship, to money, to work, to community, to family, to home, all of these pieces. We are asked, can we have the whole of our life in alignment so that actually we are increasingly living the soul journey that wants to happen through us through each of these aspects of our life. And that brings about crisis. You could say like each of these initiations is a major crisis point for the soul. And then it's how do I resolve this in a way that takes me deeper in my journey? And what people often fear about this in this process is what am I going to have to give up? Am I going to have to give up my relationship, have to give up my, my family life, my work, you know, where I live, whatever it is. And, and maybe, maybe not. It's a series know? of deaths. Right. Yeah. And it's not the case that we're asked to always give up things, but we are asked to bring more of who we are into them and to find ways that we can bring more of our soul into the way that we live our family life or our work life or our relationship life. And sometimes those aspects of our life need to change in certain ways. So that's the test in a certain way of that process. And that leads to the third initiation. And there's a really large number of people, there's a vast number in the first initiation process in the world. There's a huge number in the second initiation process in the world. There's less, but still a large number in the third. And that's basically where for the first time you have the soul really landed in the base. You have the soul has landed in the base and the Kundalini energy is rising from the base to the crown. And the being is opening stably then to the pulse of the one life that lives through their heart and through their core. And then they know that they are the one and they are an expression of that one in the world. And they're living their soul purpose. They're not finding their soul purpose anymore. They're not trying it out in different group processes. They're living it and manifesting it, but also in a way that said that the test of the third initiation is, can you manifest creatively your purpose in the world in a way that comes straight through from your alignment with the one and makes a contribution to humanity? in the form of some kind of a community or a movement or an organization or business or some field that you create that's an expression of your sole purpose as it's connected to who you are as the one that other beings can actually find their place and grow in as well. So third degree initiates are beings who are manifesting creatively their expression and their connection to the evolutionary plan for all of us in the form of some organization or project or movement that other beings then grow and find their place in so that's a great test as well and the test there is can you be who you are all the way through all the way through to the base all the way through to your matter all the way through to your body all the way through to money can you manifest that all the way through and after that it moves into the fourth and the fourth is where a being has completed their contribution to humanity in that type of way and they enter into the soul enters a level of freedom 
where it's said that it opens to the pulse and power of the one moving through it so powerfully that it starts to burn the soul free and it becomes a living bridge between the pulse of the one that is spirit and the body and the earth and for the earth energies to rise through it back into the higher planes and and that process becomes so all-consuming that it leads eventually into the fifth which is described as mastery which starts to get cosmic basically so that's the presentation of that stuff so the whole time you were talking i'm thinking of the different events in my life Uh, and you were talking about the third I'm like okay so was this thing that happened that or was this thing that happened that or where am I at and then I'm just like okay just don't say anything and just talk about the fourth and you're talking about the fourth and I just my whole being just started pulsating and then and when you're done talking I'm just like I'm beaming and I have this massive smile that I can't even not have and I'm just like yeah I'm just yeah Yeah, I mean, it's like a beautiful thing to feel how amazing the path is that is possible. One of the masters in this tradition, there's a quote where he says, how beautiful the infinity of the path that never ends. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because I don't know that I've ever felt it at this magnitude before. I felt this. It's not really like a... I know you know what I'm talking about, but it's not really like a body pulse, but it is, but it like comes from the core and just kind of resonates out. And it's just like, yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm like, wait, where's the forest in Berlin? (laughs) (laughs) So trainings like ISTA, for instance, which, ran this festival that where you and I first kind of connected and there's different groups and organizations and communities that are around the world more and more now. ISTA's one of them that deeply empower people to step into their version of this initiatory process or to take their next step. And you could say, I think with ISTA, it, it really deeply focuses on how beings can live who they are all the way through their embodiment through the places that often are most challenging for people to really stay connected to their truth and to their core. And then there's other places. Bruce is running Haydn right now, which is this mystery school in New Zealand, which is really deeply about soul initiation. And it does that embodiment work, but the focus is very much the soul. Like, who are you as a soul? What's your journey as a soul? What's the unique gift that you're bringing as a soul? And how can you live that through all of your life, your mind, your emotions, your sexuality, your body, your connection to the earth, community? And then we have Shambhala School, which Shambhala School is about, yeah, you're a soul. And yeah, you have your embodied process and you're also the one. You're, you are God as well. You are the roar of the one life force of the universe too. And don't forget it. You can draw on that. You can call on that. If your soul is ripe and these words hit you in that place where you're remembering something that you already know, you can sound a demand deep into your own being to call on the resources of that power and have it vibrate through you and pulse your soul forward into its deeper emergence in the world so that it can be fully expressed. And as it's fully expressed, what you are calls you deeper and freer into the next phase of the journey and its mysteries and its initiations and its learning. 
Yeah. And that's my next step. I became the naturopathic doctor and I have all the different specialties in that where they teach about nutrition. I went to school and became a chef. They teach about counseling. I've got those degrees in the hypnotherapy and all of that. And so I say I do integrative mind, body, heart, soul, incorporating nature, plant medicines and sacred sexuality because there's nothing else that exists and addressing only one of those things, depending on what's going on with a person, it raises them definitely, but that's not all the way. And some people, that's all they want. Some people, that's where they want to stay. That plateau is where they want to be, but it's so limiting. (laughs) So give into all of it and just go and just be one with everybody, one in that darkness. Yes. (laughs) So that's what I'm looking at, incorporating it all in, in creating. And I just had to make sure I grabbed all my tools along the way before I actually opened it up and put it out there. So that way I've got more of a universal perspective of seeing that 360 view, which is even limited to say it that way, but mean to be able to be more cosmic, which is interesting because I've always said I'm not a linear thinker. So yeah, being more cosmic, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, beautiful. It's really powerful to hear about the integration and the combination of modalities and approaches that you've put together there. I can imagine that's a huge gift to anyone who comes into contact with it. Thank you. It's been really a pleasure to have this time with you and to hear about your path and to share with you. And um, you're an awesome woman and I love what you're doing. And I I would love to come to your place sometime. I would love for you to come to my place sometime. I would love to come to your place sometime. (laughs) Yeah. So if we get the opportunity, let's do that. I'd love to meet you. And you're an awesome, fun, wise, soulful woman. Your place there sounds amazing. I'd love to see it sometime. And let me know if you're ever in Berlin, for sure. Wow, right? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) Victor. So it's been beautiful, Leanne, to be with you. Thank you. It's been a privilege to share about the Shambhala School work and the fucking awesome path of soul initiation that's available to all of us. Um, I'd be super happy for us to have a conversation again. If anyone wants to check out Shambhala School, I think we're shambhalaschool.org. That's S-H-A-M-B-A-L-L-A school.org and we also have the facebook group shambhala school global that people can look up and for my work look up awakening in eden.life awakening in eden.life so yeah thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to you and i look forward to get to know you more and to chat more and to have more fun in these areas and yeah until next time thank you so much we'll see you again yeah cool bye That's it. bye All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time, 